Welcome to the Sex, Money, and Real Estate Podcast, the show for real estate couples about how to close more deals in the bedroom. My name is Bill Jamison. And I'm Nancy Jamison. And each week we deep dive into juicy, intentional, sexy conversations, sharing with you what it takes to create balance in your intimate relationships and your real estate business. Thank you so much for being here. Shall we begin? Hey, baby. Hola, baby. <laughs> oh, please don't. I have not been keeping up on my duo lingo. <laughs> That's about as far as I go. Hola. Que paso? Que paso? <laughs> I don't know. No, okay. That's, that's my an, restaurant Spanglish. That's enough of that. I think that's what that is. Awesome. Woo. What's going on? Well, uh, lots of great stuff. I mean, it's January and it's one of my favorite months. And uh, Why and is it one of your favorite months? Well, it's because it's the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's this beautiful reset moment for for us and for really everything. I mean, it's just the, the calendar, the start of the calendar year. So it's a great time to reset. And um, the other reason that I love January is because oh, my birthday. Here it comes. There it is. <laughs> Month. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's super fun. So I'm excited. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Turning 29 again. Yeah, that's fine. It's fantastic. Great age. Mm-hmm. But really... But really, how old am I? I I've lost track. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You've lost track. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, that's interesting. No, I'll be forty nine next week. So, uh, so that is fascinating. It's really fascinating because you know I do feel twenty nine, and nevertheless, this is uh, sex, money, and real estate. And if you are tuning in to listen to. Bill and Nancy Jameson talk about all things sex, money, and release. Really, oh my gosh, sex, money, and real estate, and relationships, and really just putting that that judge on business and your personal life, and balancing your um, emotional and financial peace. Then you are definitely in the right episode, the right <laughs> podcast. So yes. here we are. We're a little extra goofy today. Hope you guys don't <laughs> mind. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Well, and thank you very much for being here, Jam Fam. We we certainly appreciate it. Today we're going to talk about the twenty twenty yeah stats. Yes, all things statistics from twenty twenty. And you know, with a little help from our friends, make uh, some twenty twenty one market predictions mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to break out that crystal ball mm-hmm. and uh, ooh, and you know, just do the best we can with with market predictions and where we think the market overall is going to go. I mean, you know, we're not getting too nitty gritty here. Mm -hmm. But uh, in terms of state or, you know, state or cities or anything like that, but stay tuned to the end. So you will hear the number one way to capitalize on the 2020 uh, real estate year, taking that into 2021 and just like really Know how to, no, yeah, know how to like knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. rocket fuel. Yep, yep. Awesome. Cool, cool. So uh, question for you, Nance. Yes. Yeah. How have you influenced others in an empowering way? Have you, how, you, how have you influenced self, others, and life in an empowering way? Mm-hmm. Where has magic showed up in your life that you would like to 
you know, maybe uh, maybe declare on the air here. Mm-hmm. So two things come to mind. One, we ha- we hired an Instagram maven. So Allie Kay, as we lovingly call her, is starting to work on our Instagram accounts this week. And we're super excited that she's here mm-hmm. because frankly... You know, although we love doing Instagram, it's definitely not our one thing. So that has fallen through the cra- the cracks a little bit, and we feel like we have connected with somebody who absolutely loves it and you know likes to knock it out of the park. Per your <laughs> per your uh, um, comment earlier, so we're super excited that she's here. So you know, would love your feedback on the Instagram account. And then the second thing is that. Y'all know that every Monday, Bill and I om or do an orgasmic meditation and utilize the sexual energy to power our business. And so as a result of our om intentions from this past Monday, this week alone, and you know, in, in the time of recording, this is only three and a half days after our om, we have received a coaching client referral, two listing of referrals that have turned into appointments, two buyer referrals that have turned into consultations, and then an outbound referral to Alaska from mm. our uh, wealth planner, our financial planner, Faye Sykes, who has also been on the um, guest on the podcast, three separate episodes. So if you're interested in hearing what Faye's all about, then go back to listening to those financial episodes. Uh, and she's awesome. So yeah, I mean, just really, there's a lot of stuff popping, a lot of stuff popping. Mm-hmm. And then, so, you know, I have some, are you complete? I am complete. Thank nice. you. And I have some real estate, you know, sometimes we go family, friends or mm-hmm. whatever with sure. uh, back and forth, but I actually have uh, some real estate magic as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited for our friend Alexis. You know, she's been, uh, she's had a very interesting, you know, end of the year and, uh, sa- you know, sadly her, her husband passed and, uh, you know, she's got, uh, three kids and, and, uh, you know, it's just been, she's had, she's had a rough time and, uh, and she was in a rental house that, um, where the lease was coming due, not only was the lease coming due, but they're looking to sell the house mm-hmm. and all this is coming on kind of at the same time yeah, within the same six month time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were able to negotiate with this, uh, out of town investor for her to not only to stay in the house until we could get financing and things worked out, but she's actually going to close on the house that she's living in so she doesn't have to pay out to move and uproot yeah. the kids and all that kind of stuff. And that closes next week. And, yeah. you know, this is magic to have all that work out and then magic that really that we're in a position where we could do this deal pro bono and mm-hmm. uh, help her family out as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for this closing next yep, week. Absolutely. It's there's gifts and blessings in the heartache as well. So I appreciate that Mm -hmm. ability too. And she's amazing. Totally. Mm -hmm. And so resilient. So, and then the other magic is, um, our, our listener love from, uh, from a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yep. We did an episode. Well, usually in our episodes, we plant strategically special gifts for you guys as a way to say, thank you so much for listening to the episodes and, the entire episode. So some, sometimes, you know, they're in the middle, sometimes they're at the end, sometimes they're three quarters to the end. <laughs> right. But nevertheless, they're, they're in there. And it's just, it's, we really appreciate y'all listening to the, the full message. And so our listener, Shaka, who also happens to live here in Atlanta, is a successful real estate investor. So he listens to one of our podcasts and literally cashed in 
on one of our gifts. So he contacted us and it was the gift was a 30 minute consultation Mm -hmm. session with us really whatever it was that he wanted to talk about in things, sex, money, or real estate related. And so we ended up meeting him, but the, and then the meeting lasted for 90 minutes. Right. And we, you know, we were just like <laughs> popping. It was like, pam, 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 pam. It was just this really cool, really cool, uh, really cool meeting, really cool connection. And so, you know, just talked again, a lot about real estate investing and different strategies and coaching and what was it like to get into real estate and, and, all of these things. It was great. It was really beautiful. So we appreciate Shaka for reaching out to us and, and following through on the um, the connection point. Yeah, absolutely. And not only did that, but you know, he followed directions. He listened to the episode all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> recapped the episode so that we knew that he listened to it all the way through. Yeah. And then reached out to make sure that uh, you know he got the he got yeah. on the calendar with us. So yeah. So that happened on Tuesday. Yeah. So yep. that was cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, all right. So, uh, you ready to get down and dirty? Yeah, let's dig into these. You know, I, I love statistics. Well, good because <laughs> that's that's why you do what you do. I love uh, it. You're in your lane, and that's uh, why I'm in my lane. Mm-hmm. So, uh, cool. So, in this episode, we're gonna like bullet point some of the stats from 2020, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, use a few of those stats to make some predictions for 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, you know, it's it's a crystal ball. It's, mm-hmm. it's a prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. Y'all. Yep. Yeah. There aren't any spoiler alerts because we don't actually know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're just using our, our educated guesses and our information. Yep. From so, all of our sources. So, and in full disclosure, we've gathered uh, this information from NAR, from realtor.com, uh, the UN Cens- Census Bureau, and then US, um, not the UN. Did I say UN? Yeah, U.S. Census Bureau. United Nations Census United Bureau. Nations. That would be a little <laughs> crazy. Anyway, uh, the U.S. Census Bureau, and then uh, a guy that I used to coach with back in the day. Yeah, uh, Brian Buffini. Ooh, yes, yes, back we were Buffini heads for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Yep, yep. So, yeah, and then NAR just as is you know is National Association of Realtors. So for those who are not in the business, I guess. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, some market stats for uh, for real estate, um, state of the market from twenty twenty. What do you know about that? Uh, well, overall, the inventory dwindled, and uh, you know, overall, again, buyer demand was increasing. It was obviously a very interesting year in our specific market. What we noticed, and again, we're here in Atlanta and specifically what we noticed here was that there was a trend moving from the city of Atlanta mm-hmm. and it, you know, Metro Atlanta and going out to the urban, you know, so excuse me, out to the, the country. And so, you know, if you're moving from Atlanta, you would go up to the mountains or you go out into you know, like different farmland out west or out south. And, and it was just people were moving outside of the city. Yeah. And the reason they were moving outside of the city was they wanted a larger house where they could um, they could have the Zoom room. Right. Or they could have the in-home study 
area. Like they're they're in school, you know, they're mm-hmm. homeschooling now, so they have a homeschooling area. Totally. Or they may need one office or two offices. So all of a sudden, the house that they're living in has now become the restaurant, the gym, the hotel for their romantic getaways, right? Uh, the spa, the recreational center, homework center, business center, and you know, et cetera. School. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's like a compound Mm -hmm. almost kind of thing, huh? So literally doubled in size. Yeah. So, you know, again, you need a a different type of um, area. You need different, more affordable area with the ability to have a larger house. The other thing that we would see was that since so many people had um, like a family, basically like their situation changed. So maybe they lost their job or... Maybe somebody got sick or, you know, just different family situations changed. Mm-hmm. And so they needed to downsize. Yeah. So they would sell their house in the city, you know, what would be considered Metro Atlanta. And then they would move out for, you know, a, a lower price point house or you would get more house for the money. But uh, but that's what that's what we were seeing here. And then obviously each state and specific market is it's going to vary based on where you live. So right. I do want to say that, but I just wanted to give you a little insight in what's going on here. Yeah, what we've experienced for sure. Mm-hmm. And we absolutely experienced all of that, the Zoom rooms, the, you know, making sure there's room for a homeschool, several of those yeah. over this year, that yeah. kind of thing. So let me read kind of, uh, I'm going to read these, uh, a few of these stats here just so y'all have them if you're taking notes. Um, existing home sales, there's a, there's they say that there's 2.7 months of inventory as of late 2020, which is a which is a record low, mm-hmm. all time yeah. low nationally. These Na- are national right. Stats. These are national stats exactly. Yep. And then obviously, you know, being being uh, the professional that you all are listening listening to this podcast, and we know you're even more professional because you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> is you know, look at your local stats and make sure you know. So and you know, know your stats per uh, per price bracket as well, because mm-hmm. you know, you know, as the, those prices go up. Um, you know, and you hit, you know, 750, 750,000 and above, um, there could be situations in your market where it turns from a uh, seller's market into a buyer's market. Mm-hmm. So yep. know your stats. Uh, but nationally, we're at a record low. The median length of time uh, for recently sold homes uh, is about three weeks. Which is insane. I just want to say that. It's insane. Like it, that's just, it's so quick. It is quick. And I think that's actually long compared to what we've experienced here in our local market. Well, absolutely. I mean, our personal days on market is 13 mm-hmm. by the time, you know, it listed and list. I mean, it's, it's super low. So it's, th- but this nationally, mm-hmm. I mean, that just, it, it, that to me indicates the country is on the move. Yep. You know, for sure. And the median home price. Uh, for last year was two hundred and seventy two thousand five hundred, so that is uh, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, fifteen point nine million Americans moved in twenty twenty. Yeah, it's a lot. Twenty two percent of Americans moved due to COVID, so nearly a quarter of those who moved moved because of COVID. Yeah, two percent increase in permanent moves, and then a twenty seven percent increase in temporary moves. Yep. So people are settling in, huh? All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the um, the buyer profile. 
Awesome. For this year. Take it, buyer, buyer CEO <laughs> over there. <laughs> CEO of the buyers. So, and, you know, from my experience, uh, you know, we know that inventory is still really tight. Yeah. And uh, we have as many or more buyers than ever. And that's what the stats reflect as well. You know, that, that buyers are um, still still on the move. You know, there's uh, they have, buyers have more opportunity to move um, and be out I think, like you said in the beginning of the uh, the recording here, to 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 work remotely, to work by Zoom. I I really feel like there's a lot of companies out there that have you know felt the impact of COVID is in in a way where you know they don't have to support an office and the kitchen and the you know and that whole environment mm-hmm. and can save some money and be just as effective and efficient by uh, having people ro- work remotely. And that is. Um, you know, like you said, people now want their Zoom rooms because they know they're going to be working out of their, their homes more than they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Or continue to the same way that they have been, I guess, since last March. Yep. So, you know, you got, you got, you got buyers that are looking to move up into the bigger house and find those, mm-hmm. those, the, that bigger space. Like you said, people are trading. I heard this term, I think, I forget where I heard this term, uh, trading traffic for chickens. Getting more, getting more suburban, mm-hmm. uh, you know, looking for land and higher quality of life in their environment. Mm-hmm. And we, as we know, and we teach on this uh, podcast a lot, environment is everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, yep. it's being reflected in housing and land and making sure that, you know, people set up their little compounds, you mm-hmm. know. Absolutely. Well, so, and that's what, that was another big uh, piece of feedback that we received too. If I'm going to be working from home and homeschooling, then I'm going to live in my dream house. Yeah. Or I'm going to live on my dream compound. Well, plus you know. the the other thing is that when you get a little more suburban, you know, you can typically afford a little bit more house yeah. as well. Yeah. So the affordability factor uh, changes as well. So let's see here. Buyers needs have shifted. Nearly one third of aspiring home buyers would look for a home with a dedicated office. Yep. Uh, suburban cities across the U.S. experience an increase in new residents looking for more space and affordability in time in a time of remote working opportunities and millennial buyers are having more expensive uh densely wait are leaving more expensive densely populated areas in favor of affordable regions so let's talk about that for just a second sure. those more affordable regions um you know what i've what i've heard and seen also are getting out of some of the states that have state tax mm-hmm. you know so you're seeing you know people move to tennessee to florida Texas. Uh, Texas is another one. Yep. Um, opting for warmer climates. Yep. Um, and then another thing, interesting uh, stat that I heard about these some of these moves is that like red states, you know, the what was the red the states Republican are states, yeah. What's that? The Republican states. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Republicans are moving. Republicans are moving into more predominant Republican states and. And Democratic Democrats are moving into more Democratic mm-hmm. states. Or red with red and blue with blue. Right, yeah. right. Well, I mean, it makes sense. You know, environment, like-minded people like to gather. Birds of a feather. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so so that's all part of it. And then... Uh, well, the, the, whole, the whole thing has changed. Like the whole paradigm on moving and where you live and how you do school and how you do work has completely flipped the script. So the opportunity, people are taking those opportunities to do the things that they want to do and live where they want to live Mm -hmm. and they can. Right. You know? Right. So, and then the other thing it says here is that first time buyers are getting back in the game. 
So 31% of all buyers are first-time buyers, which I think is a huge stat. 49% of millennials have pushed up home buying plans as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 57% of first-time buyers are 18 to 34. Mm-hmm. That's My huge. gosh. Yeah. 75% of first-time buyers uh, made less uh, made less than a 20% down payment. Mm-hmm. Did any of those things surprise you when you, when you know, as we were going through calling the material and deciding which stats we were going to mm, put in this conversation? No, not really. I mean, you know, some of the suburban stuff, you know, and because, and you know, I'm I'm a little biased because we live in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and so I still I see the houses selling in in you know Atlanta and Atlanta proper, Atlanta area and Atlanta proper just as quickly as the ones in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So um, it almost feels to me. It almost feels like kind of like a trade. Like seeing people are seeing some opportunities to get in town, yeah, and have that experience. And others, especially the ones that have uh, families and whatnot, are looking to do uh, you know get some more space and have those extra rooms for education and stuff like we talked about. Mm-hmm. So not super surprising. That's just a little, little bit of my perspective as I take my buyers out. Uh, the younger, the younger set for sure. Uh, makes sense. The eighteen to thirty fours, um, because I've you know I've I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're seeing like you're experiencing I, all, all of this yeah. really. You know, less than twenty percent down. I you know unless I have like somebody who's bought and sold a time or two, very few have twenty percent down these days. Mm-hmm. So, um, or I guess the other way of looking at it is they want to hold on to their cash That's so they that could be too yep. they don't necessarily want to put 20 percent down because money is so cheap right now true. right with with lending i mean That's we That's have friends point. the other day we were talking with them and they just refinanced their house for two and a half percent oh so crazy <laughs> ah, it's ridiculous. money is so cheap right now so you know it's like why like let's mm-hmm. just put three and a half percent down or three percent down or five percent down or whatever just and then hold on to our cash yeah and so and that makes a lot of sense and i Appreciate you pick or uh, you know picking that up and 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 putting that out there because uh, with money being cheap and the feds you know we're hearing that the feds are going to really try to you know I mean they're going to try to support the forecasting is they're going to try to support the lower the lower interest rates for mm-hmm. the, least, the at least the next three years mm-hmm. so there's still some opportunity to get in on on housing even though some housing is a little more expensive um the the money is cheap so there's a there's a bit of a balance there for sure. sure absolutely so and then the other thing about getting you know buying a house right now when you're talking to your clients is that you know i i think we're going to continue to see inflation go up and when you own something uh like a house uh or you own your car outright mm-hmm. that is how you fight inflation mm-hmm. you know at a at a micro level mm-hmm. for yourself and your family so awesome. get that stuff, have your, make sure your clients know that and they can get that locked in. So that's uh, one part of the economy that they, they can control. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So. All right, babe, let's, uh, let's move into your, uh, your lane a little bit. All right. We'll talk about sellers. Come on, sellers. Sellers. On. Tell us about your seller experiences and what you're seeing with, uh, against some of these national stats. Yeah. So there's definitely low inventory. There's, there's a lot of people that have the desire to move, there are sellers that have the desire to move. And so the conversation is, but where do I go? Mm-hmm. So that that seems to be always the bridge. It, it, like, how do we bridge that conversation? How do we balance being ready to move and then moving? So it, it's, it is definitely very fascinating. So how we 
how we solve that on this end is we get the house totally ready to go 100%. Like, you know, they, they do all the, all the painting, all the repairs that we were going to do. They stage the house. They put half their stuff in a pod. They, I mean, it is list ready. Sometimes I'll even take the photographs, you know, have the photographer take the photographs and then we'll have the photographs ready to go. And so when they're ready to go, when they find the house, then we'll list immediately like mm-hmm. the same day. Yeah. So, so smart. that's typically how we do that. The other thing is that we're seeing, you know, as far as the listing prices go, listing prices are definitely increasing. So mm-hmm. the stat is 17% increased by 17% last year, tilting the market in the favor of a seller's market. Now this is nationally, right? We're absolutely in a seller's market here yep. in the majority of the price points uh, in Atlanta. So um, the other thing is that 99% of the sellers sold their homes for their listing price. That's amazing. Oh yeah. Totally amazing. I remember, <laughs> I remember when, <laughs> So old. <laughs> so old. You're so I handsome, though. <laughs> yeah. When you know we could count on, you know, houses selling for ninety three to ninety five percent of of the list rate, and it was a buyer's market. And you know, and the conversation with my <laughs> listing appointments was, it's going to take at least forty five to sixty days yeah. to uh, to sell your home. So let's sign a six month agreement. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then we'd end up renewing anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so you would crazy. count on that, that 5%. I mean, I remember that spiel too, mm-hmm. like that's that little script, but yep. not now because now we're in multiple offers. Every single one of my listings is in a multiple offer situation. Every single one. Yeah. How many times are you in a multiple? I mean, I can't even tell you how many oh, contracts have you written? It, that would be interesting. I have written a <laughs> record amount and I write some pretty great offers. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna put you out. Th- I'm gonna put that out there right now. Absolutely. I write, I write great offers with my clients. You know, I'm upfront. I'm transparent. I'm like, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And we'll do stuff where it's like, how could this ever get beat? Yeah. Like, how could? And they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some of it. And here's the thing. You know, and to remember while we're talking about this is that. You know, you can write the statistically. You can write like the best offer on the planet and still lose, you know, lose the deal in the multiple offer situation because what you can't write in as much as we try to is some of the emotionality around it. Mm-hmm. You know, the emotions of the seller, the emotions of the buyer, the letters that are written, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. The emotions of the listing agent. The emotion, yeah, the, or, or, or the agents and so That's why you need to be the best agent, yes, you know, and, and, yeah. and rock steady with your emotions and, and, you know, doing your job to represent, mm-hmm. to take some of that emotions out of it yeah. So that uh, so that you can win the deals more yeah. times than not. My rant is over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's warranted because nationally, the typical listing receives an average of three point four offers before mm-hmm. closing. Mm-hmm. That means every house listed at, on average is receiving three point four offers, which is again every house. Yeah. Now we've had situations where we've had 11 offers mm-hmm. or 25 offers and we've mm-hmm. literally had to stop taking offers. Yep. I mean, it is, it is, we've seen some really interesting stuff this year, but nationally it's three point offer, excuse me, 3.4 offers per listing before the close. So 22% of all sellers reduced their asking price at least once. So I was surprised by that because you know, again, back in this market, it's like, well, why would anybody have to reduce their selling price? And yet it's, 
I get it. Like sellers are like, hey, you know, I want to list it for this price. Mm -hmm. Why not? Because I can always reduce it. So mm -hmm. it's essentially this conversation led me to believe that it's let's shoot for the moon and we'll land on the stars. Right. So. So talk about, you, can I interject? Yeah. Uh, so talk about like how you can't underprice a listing. Because the market will always, the market will always reflect the competition of the actual value of the property. So in other words, if somebody wants that property, they're going to pay whatever it is that they're going to pay for that house. I mean, that's the definition of mm -hmm. market, whatever the a ready, willing, and able buyer is going to pay for the property. So if you have five people wanting that house, then they're going to do whatever it takes to push up that price, clean up their offer, take out their special stipulations, whatever it is to make and position themselves in, in the best, in the best light. And usually that leads with pricing. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we're, we're aggressive anyway with our pricing and, you know, my personal list price to sales price is above a hundred percent. So, yep. But that's, uh, it's just, it's just the market. Yeah. And because, because the market always corrects itself and which means that, um, you know, you can't, again, you can't underprice. I mean, you literally, you could price a house for a dollar. Yeah, you could, you know, <laughs> and, and watch the house, you know, if it's a $300,000 house and with multiple offers, mm -hmm. especially when you list it for a dollar, mm -hmm. watch it go to 310, 315, sure. 320. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And then support it because you have multiple offers. Mm -hmm. So no question. Cool, no cool, cool. Sorry about the, uh, the no, sidebar, but it's yeah. great. Awesome. What are, what so are, uh, what are the, some my, of the reasons? Yeah. So my top three reasons that I pulled out of this are obviously the desire to move closer to friends and family, especially in this day and age with everything that we've experienced over the last 12 months, people want to be closer to their friends and family, mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're in lockdown mode. I mean, right. you want to be able to at least see them or walk to their house or at least in the same state. Right. Uh, their home was too small. Right. And we talked about that earlier. You know, if we're going to be at home and at the gym and in the restaurant and at the entertainment movie theater, then we want to be <laughs> in our dream house mm -hmm. because it's all in one, it's all in one house now. And then again, they experienced a change in their family situation. So maybe their larger house that they were living in, they need to downsize mm -hmm. or, um, maybe they had, maybe there's two families moving in to yep, we've seen one that house too. now. We've seen a lot of that. Yep. Or parents also. moving in, families moving back in with their parents, that whole that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then like the buyer side, on the flip side, on the on on the seller side, again, sold recently sold homes were on the market for a median of three weeks. So mm -hmm. that makes sense. You know, three weeks on the buy, three weeks on the sell. So this was a really cool stat for us agents. Sixty seven percent of sellers used an agent that was referred to them or used an agent that they had worked for in the past, which I thought was really great. So, you know, do a great job for your clients and then you will definitely garner more business. And that that definitely is means you're you're in relationship with them after the sale of the house. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, don't ghost them after the end of this well, the and closing. I'm, and I'm gonna say something. I think that stat is low. Okay. I that is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think that I know that that stack could be much higher if you work your business and you work um, work the people that you know mm -hmm. as far as staying in communication, staying in, in contact with them. And yeah. 
Well, that's obviously lower than our stat. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, when we asked you guys to stay to the end uh, of the episode, uh, that, that, you know, to tell you how to, how to really capitalize on this 2021 market, uh, I'm here to tell you that this is how to capitalize on any year in any market. And that is to work by referral. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, we were, we were Buffini heads for, for years and years and, you know, and we do have a farm and that kind of thing. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, what's, what's our referral rate, man? 87%. 87% of our business comes from, um, referrals mm-hmm. from people we have done business with, uh, friends, colleagues. I mean, the whole, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what it's done for us is it's, it's made our business bulletproof. Yeah. Well, we've been in business since 2001. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen, this is, this is the third, <laughs> like really I mean, giant, you know, yeah. turn. Yep. Absolutely. So. This is a cycle of the business that nobody ever predicted. Right. You know, I mean, the last pandemic was in right. 1901 or whatever it was. Spanish. So, the Spanish flu. Spanish right. Flu. Right. And so, you know, here we are and, and referrals are still in this, in, in this different business cycle that nobody ever predicted. You know, it's a buyer's sell. It's a buyer's market. It's a seller's market. But nobody ever said it'd be a COVID market. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and and here we are, and our stats remain the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, you know, that's a testament to uh, the calls, uh, the phone calls, the emails, ch- yeah. checking in. Yep, direct pop, mail, direct notes, mail, pop buys, all of you know, it. Client all, appreciation parties. Yeah. yeah. So all that stuff. So do that, whatever that is for you, and bulletproof your business. So that um, if you weren't prepared for this cycle, you'll be prepared for the next because it is coming, whatever it looks like. And uh, and you can also bolster your business for the current cycle that we're in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You definitely control your business when it's by referral. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 it's 100% the foundation of our business. And so how we approach referrals is that we aim to exceed their expectations at every level to the degree that we actually say to them all the time throughout the transaction, hey, you know, if at any point you're dissatisfied with our service, let us know. Like mm-hmm. we're open to feedback. We're transparent. Like just let us know. And, you know, whatever it is, how to make it better, all of that stuff. I mean, there's so many there's so many touch points throughout the transaction and after the transaction that um, that we really nourish and nurture that relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, I, it just speaks to the people that we have transactions with over the last two decades. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's really amazing. It's really amazing. So, um, relationships are definitely more important than transactions. One hundred for sure. Because the transactions, the money will come when you take care of yes. your friends and your family in a genuine heartfelt way. Up front. Yes. Provide outstanding service care for them during the transaction and long after the transaction. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, so for those, uh, for those out there who uh, have been in the business for more than five years, I want to, I want to leave you with this stat. Or if you haven't been in the business for five years, I'll leave you this stat as well. 85%, 85% of those in real estate get out of real estate within five years. Though what I'm saying to you is <laughs> 85% of us, are brand new agents every five years. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Wow. That is crazy. Such a transient business. And it, well, and it, it just, it, it speaks to having rigor and commitment 
and resiliency and consistency and persistence. Mm -hmm. And if you have those qualities or you coach with someone who has those qualities, i.e. Bill and Nancy Jameson, (laughs) then you will be able to not only survive, but you'll thrive. I mean, that's what we do. We teach you how to thrive in your personal and your business relationships. That's what jam is. Joyous, abundant, mature relationships. And if it relates to real estate, if that relates to your partnerships, if that relates to your relationship with yourself, that's that's who we are. We are consistent. We are, <laughs> that's who we are. I mean, it, <laughs> we are right. sustainable, like all of those amazing adjectives. So that, uh, we can help you not be a part of that statistic. How about that? Love it. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's what I got, baby. Fantastic. Yes, right. that's what I got. Beautiful. So uh, as always, you can reach out to us in all forms of sex money real estate, mm-hmm. Gmail, Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'll throw it back out there. I'm so inspired by that that whole, you know, Ashaka hanging, hanging out with us the other day and reaching out after the, uh, the the episode that if anybody else would like to schedule 30 to 90 minutes with us <laughs> <laughs> and wants to hang out, you know, give us a shout. Let's have a conversation. We'd love to have that, that one-on-one time with you to see if A, we're, uh, could be a great fit uh, for, uh, for coaching and B, just, uh, you know, if there is any way we can contribute to your life and, and um, you know, have, have just a, a genuine conversation, that would be great as well. Mm-hmm. So um, yep. either way is fine with me. Absolutely. Awesome. No obligation. No obligation. There you go. Boom, baby. All right. Well, I love you. I love you too. I love you guys out there. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm pointing out. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. See you awesome. next time. Make it a great day. Wow, what a show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're inspired, we ask that you share the podcast with one person and subscribe and follow the show. I'm Bill Jamison. And I'm Nancy Jamison. And remember, it's a it's great, a great life. life. Quick note about the Sex, Money, and Real Estate podcast. We are not doctors or licensed therapists. We are a joyous, abundant, and mature couple passionately sharing our story of growth around sex, money, and real estate. Our thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are our own, so please consult your doctor, healthcare provider, or your broker regarding any questions or issues you have related to your physical or mental health or specific state laws regarding your real estate business.